0: Oh, there we go. I just went to their site and then little heads appeared everywhere there's locations. Yeah, there's not a closer one.
1: Oh, nothing. Yeah, I just went to their site too. It's like there's one (laughs) one by San Francisco and one by LA, is your choice. Or you can go to Arizona. (laughs) Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. What the f is going on down there? Seth, welcome to the podcast. You stand in the presence of a planeswalker of Dominaria. Oh man. You're a
0: lost cause now, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Today I went down to the drafts and sat in company of fellow planeswalkers as we drew mana and uh and then threw spells. Good for you. I'm all scared. I'm all warmed up now to, to do some role playing, if necessary, as well. I can I can yell wizard at ten paces quite easily. Hi, Seth. Wizard! Wizard!
0: Did you get any spin-down counters?
1: I have a few of them. I hate them. Uh, so the one thing about them that that is helpful is they reorganize the numbers, so it's like you actually are just spinning the die. Here's the problem. Say I'm at, like, 19, right?
0: Okay, let's say you're at 19.
1: And then suddenly I need to spin down to, like, uh, 12. Okay. Um, You got
0: jacked up, then.
1: Yeah, like someone's friggin' Daragaz reincarnated just flew over and slapped me in the face. Uh, The problem is that now that I'm not clicking sequentially down, you know, not even clicking, rolling sequentially down, spinning, if you will, uh, now the whole system's gone. I'm just sitting there spinning a die around and going, like, where's the 12? I can't get to 12 from 19. Uh, They're no good. Also, my volume is way high. So, There's uh, got
0: to be a better way.
1: There is. It turns out, notepad and pen. You just write down a couple numbers and cross out and rewrite when stuff happens.
0: But that doesn't use plastic.
1: But the, Yeah, I mean, the pen's made of plastic. Most pens are. I don't know about pens over in uh, in Santa Los Angeles over there.
0: No, ours are made of wood, and we call them pencils.
1: Well... Look at you! Look at look at y'all living off the land.
0: <laughs> in, unless you have an iPad, then your pencil is also plastic with a battery
1: yeah. in it. It's worth it.
0: It's battery powered pencil.
1: Yeah, but, I mean y'all. We all have it coming. Battery powered pencils. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't work on paper. Yeah, <laughs> that's the weirdest part. You, you spend all the extra money to put a battery into it, and you can't even write anything down. You have to go get an eight hundred to twelve hundred dollar thing to write on. Said the old man on the porch. Uh, Seth, are I... you ready to talk about Transformers?
0: Um, no, but I'll fake it.
1: All right, good, because today we are just going to barrel through some listener questions. Okay. All the news is just little tidbits that cap off other things. Like we were talking about how uh, that that Encore uh, Godfire Convoy was all riddled with QC, and they were saying, hey, return it. Uh, there's a the copy of the apology letter that went out after a return was done, where they also gave you an additional $15 gift certificate. Um uh, which is something that I think only really works if you live in Japan and can go somewhere to use that certificate. Uh, and then well, what else is there? There's a CinemaCon where they showed some footage of the Bumblebee movie. And uh, the early word is that it looks like it, it has heart. Uh, and then some other little things. But I figured, whatever. Let's just, I don't know. Seth, did you see any Transformers news that, that, that reflected off your windscreen and made you say, hey, what's going on?
0: not really i was on vacation all week so we were like bopping around doing stuff you know seeing movies like infinity war
1: oh right yeah the yeah i mean that's that's a little movie
0: you know what sucks Uh, though what You, you know what sucks is if you go to see infinity war and there's a stranger sitting next to you who uh won't stop asking questions
1: that's a new one yeah, for,
0: list. but not asking me questions asking the person they were with i just they just happen to be in between me and the person that they were with so oh. like so like dr strange like does this magic thing and mm-hmm. then she goes what was that what did that do
1: there is there is a, t- a better time <laughs> to ask that question i would say like when when the big huge theater sound system isn't also blaring and going on yeah
0: and uh <laughs> Yeah. Luckily she clammed up after a while, but uh yeah, like the first fifteen minutes was just blah 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 blah. Shut up. You're like
1: you're like this is the <laughs> that's like fifty minutes of, of coming to to just like grips with like this might just be the one where I see the movie to see what happens so no one else can tell me. <laughs> um well, we'll save the rest of that for our Infinity War spoiler cast that I'm sure is planned somewhere uh by whoever runs this thing.
0: Yeah, it was so weird that it turned out Captain America was Thanos the whole time.
1: I we made it. We made it about three minutes in. We made it before the first funny spoiler, fun <laughs> the funny fake spoiler. I don't have a problem with those. <laughs> I just have a passive aggression towards them. I all. did it for you, <laughs> uh, Seth. I'm probably gonna just bug you about the movie after we're done recording. Off Whatever. the record, just for us. But... Okay. Uh, in, in, to, in, to, in order to get there, we got to get through these listener questions, which is going to begin with one from Epsilon8, who gave two questions said, pick the one you like most. But I just want to do both of them, because I, I don't know. No one tells me what to do. Ha!
0: Nah, this is playing all along. Uh,
1: question number one. What fix or figure would you love to see from a third-party company or Chinese knockoff company? I personally would love to see an upscale generation Rhinox that fit in better with the rest of the Beast Wars characters and also some new armpits for Power of the Prime's Rodimus Prime. <laughs> um so i i have i have a couple i can rattle off but seth like just, have you got any like what what would what would get you excited if someone just like we're upgrading this part for this toy or like we're doing an upscaled knockoff of this toy or etc or, etc et
0: oh boy um man i don't really have a lot of wants and desires right now um not a bad maybe thing. like you know i was gonna say maybe like a an upgraded weapons pack for the the power of the primes dino bots but they're not that terrible
1: i can also but, tell you those those are coming
0: oh okay uh, well there you go problem solved. Two,
1: two companies doing upgrades for those as well as fake buskers uh weapons on shapeways um i think fake Busker made like made melee weapons for all of them and guns for all of them and then Uh all the all the melee weapons can be put together into a big ass sword um so you're not alone and people are are working on solutions uh perfect effect has a set coming out uh tf dreamwave has a set coming out i think that's it so far but that's still plenty that's a bunch um I would actually just... I would echo not necessarily armpits, but the thing that those would fix on Power of the Primes Rodimus. Uh, it's not, like, a crippling problem for the figure, but it sure would be cool to see, like, redone uh, hot rod legs that can turn into um, slightly more posable Rodimus Prime arms. Um it's no no easy task, given the transformation that's going on. I don't even know how you necessarily choose where to swap parts out. Uh, it would just be kind of cool to see, you know, another 15, 20 bucks of budget added to those legs so they could, like, uh, get a slightly fuller and more natural-looking shoulder articulation. Um, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll say again, the current one isn't, like, ruined. It's just, like, that is such a very obvious uh, point to address on it. It would be cool to see someone do it, or at least try to. Um. Then that moves on to question number two. It says, before we knew what Combiner members uh, would be uh, from the beginning um, on you know, like Combiner Wars toys... Uh, now we don't know that there are missing limbs for Elite Infinite or the Starscream combined mode. Not to mention that Battle Slash and Road Trap, uh, the Battle Trap duo, uh, nowhere on their package does it say they can combine. Uh, that in itself doesn't tell customers they must purchase them together. So why the change in marketing? So basically, in Power of the Primes, there's a bunch of different little combination sets, and nothing on the packaging very overtly tells you who goes with what. Uh, aside from like a piece of combiner artwork on the sideboard of the Deluxes and Voyagers. Um, and I, I have an idea what's up here. I just, I think that it kind of is indicative of Power of the Primes being a, it has a clear gimmick, but also kind of doesn't because it has the last two toy lines gimmicks as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also astonished that Battle Slash and Road Trap apparently don't say that they combine into Battletrap on the packaging more loudly. Uh, not like you know gobsmacked it just feels like that seems like that would have been a blurb and maybe it is and i just i don't know it's there i haven't seen them yet in person but i don't know seth do you think they could be yelling a bit louder about the combiner aspect
0: i mean i could kind of see why they wouldn't make it like more of the focus because that was the past focus and they're trying to sell this as something new mm-hmm. and maybe they're trying to low key the uh the fact that they're you know mixing in this like two lines ago engineering mm. um to, to just make it all seem newer uh so I I could kinda see the the marketing logic that way. Um but yeah it also seems like a missed uh cross sale opportunity to not Like be like, hey kids, don't forget to get all these other ones too, Mm -hmm. so you could stick them together.
1: That said, I feel weird about critiquing that in a way, or at least like 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 I feel almost like I'm speaking about the lack of advertising as a negative, and I'm like, I mean, it's not. It's because it's not even my problem, and I knew what it did, and I bought it, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, And I, yeah, it's weird, like. There's a similar thing that happens sometimes like with with some shows, what was it? Like uh like a lot of a lot of current Japanese uh Tokusatsu shows like the you know Sentai Power Rangers where like there's a chunk of fandom who like to talk about like well you know regardless of the quality of that episode we really should also look at the ratings and the sales figures for the toys for the series and and uh add those into the mix as to its overall quality and I'm always kind of like it just seems a little weird to me like i'm not saying don't don't it's not worth discussion because it totally is but sometimes i'm like are we also reviewing the corporate side of this media in a way
0: (laughs) well it's like people who get all hyped up over box office numbers for the movies Mm. like yay the movie i saw made more money than the movie i didn't go see yay or i have some for some reason i have some personal investment in these films and i don't want that one to do well because for whatever my weird reason is for wanting a movie to not sell many tickets it's it's like you've got no skin in the game
1: yeah it's team sports you know (laughs) like i got into that or like like 10 years ago for a little bit um it's, it's an easy thing to fall into and it's it's also like it's really good to then notice you're in it and try to maybe step back out unless you really like it but uh yeah like the box office thing too like there's even i I was re- thinking about this recently there, there there's always been the part where you're like oh, i kind of want to know if it does well because i would like to see another one and if it does well i can feel more confident they'll make another one but like I, I also think there are examples of like movies that didn't do too well but they got another one anyway because the folks behind them just really wanted to it took longer but you know i'm thinking of like riddick as my most straightforward example of like at, you know it it didn't really line up a rack of sequels in a row or anything, but uh, Tuhi and Vin Diesel are, are kooky nerds who really love coming back to Riddick when they can, and I'm happy for it. Yeah. Uh, You're
0: like with the Star Wars movies where you got people like, oh, you see, Last Jedi is terrible because it didn't make as much money as this other Star Wars movie. Yeah, but it still made more m- money than almost every other movie that year. It so. still made
1: more money than me as a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like th- that's the other thing. It's like I, I, I think it's a you know, it's team sports, you know, you get into it, but at the end of the day it's also like we're gonna we're gonna really rally behind these friggin' <laughs> multi million, sometimes billion like corporate profit announcements. Yeah. And it's it's like they're not they don't really care that you're behind. They're, they're happy you're on their team, but they're not going to welcome you in, you know?
0: <laughs> Yay, uh, the movie made $25 million, and and 10 of those were mine. I'm part of it.
1: And, like, 15 of those million dollars ended up with one person?
0: <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> Who I'm sure is going to take me to the moon one day, because he'll remember.
0: <laughs> and then I snuck food into the theater...
1: Cause because I
0: screw those people.
1: <laughs> they, yeah. they That popcorn's too expensive.
0: <laughs> they only got 50 cents of my $10. So there's no <laughs> way I'm going to buy their popcorn.
1: I was, I was about to say it. I'm going to say it. We joke, but this probably has also literally been a message board post somewhere on the internet multiple um, times. Uh... <laughs> Just this whole conversation. There's, there's, there must have been this back and forth at some point
0: um Uh, yeah probably on this show also before we probably already talked about it
1: yeah but what's the next question who needs memory the next question comes from striker 055 who says greetings to the positively passionate pair of podcasting prefects vangelis and seth i have a pair of potentially lengthy questions for you gentlemen to flex your creative muscles with somebody Uh, likes the letter p I, I, yo i'm always down for alliteration sometimes it's not it's not the letter it's just like the alliteration starts happening and you just go like, all right i'm letter p today we're just gonna um, go i prefer other letters um what's your favorite letter um l l is very lyrical it's so uh, long at times but loud when it needs to be it's lovely jeez oh, <laughs> i didn't do this <laughs> uh... <laughs> Question one. I've always thought the Star Wars Transformers line was such a cool concept, but making them Star Wars vehicles to turn into weird robot versions of Star Wars characters always struck me as extremely boring. I'd much rather see Transformers characters turn into Star Wars vehicles with accompanying fiction that puts the Transformers in the Star Wars universe. So if you were to come up with this kind of Star Wars Transformers crossover, how would you write it? What era of Star Wars would you choose? And who would turn into what? Uh, Where would the Autobots and Decepticons fit into the Star Wars Wars? Uh, Would the Decepticons attempt to overflow, overthrow the Empire and thus align themselves with the Rebellion? and storm away um so i guess like the big question is like this is what i would say what if we just said it was all like every era of star wars this is the reveal no. the transformers were always there
0: no they're only pod racers from episode one that's it
1: that's that was their invasion they, thought they were really, star wars pod wars they thought they were up to something and it turns out that like that's not the president of the galaxy that's just a <laughs>
0: yeah Sabulba so is megatron Oh no. Yeah. Anakin is Optimus Prime. I don't know the names of any of the other Podracers. Um but that one guy is Starscream.
1: Well I, I, I there's definitely Z- Zig Zulith was one of them. And there's also uh there's also uh J- Jiggle Pawsworthy and uh Jigglypuff. <laughs> no, that's that's in the deleted scenes. Uh-huh uh i'm just making up star wars names because star wars names are so dumb um so i I, this is where i'm gonna also say i don't remember the names of a lot of vehicles i just remember what they look like so personally i think it should just be cross era just everywhere and like even have like a prequel Optimus and megatron and then like have a current trilogy Optimus and megatron who look way the hell more haggard um The thing is, like, there's no Star Wars vehicle that's, like, super iconic to me in the way that makes me go, it must turn into this guy. I think it would be a funny joke if the Seekers turned into TIE Fighters and then discovered that they're now also incredibly fragile. (laughs) Like, Thundercracker turns into a robot and lands on his legs badly, and then his left knee just, like, crumples. And he's like, what am I made of?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about um, making Transformer characters transform into... Star Wars vehicles, um, I'm sure that's a level of cross-branding that neither Disney, Lucasfilm, and Hasbro want would want to do. Um, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea to have the Star Wars vehicles turned into robot versions of Star Wars people uh, if it was done better. It's just those figures, but the absolute rarest of exception were just crummy Transformers.
1: What if it was both? What if it was like the Star Wars characters are like, "Wow, I my my uh, vehicle suddenly just I I'm like you know super robot piloting this thing that's turning into a robot of me," and then the Transformers pop up behind them out of a couple other vehicles and go like, "Welcome, brother." <laughs> yeah.
0: And there there would probably be a way to do it where because like where some of the the robot faces got really weird was like when like the hair and beards or whatever were were like hair and beard colored and then it was like this weird like overly panel lined face like simplify the robot face some yeah maybe don't move there maybe don't have like robot man with bright yellow hair
1: (laughs) that said keep all the beards uh robot beards work it's proven
0: yeah but maybe go a little more subtle with the coloring
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: so like bright orange or orange bright brown beard (laughs) on a robot face
1: a time when obi-wan just had a bright orange beard (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that was in the uh special uh... uh, special prequel editions
1: yeah yeah you had to get those on laser disc um like g2 laser disc um but yeah like I, i mostly it would as far as placing characters i would just say like to me, it works the easiest because Star Wars doesn't, I don't know if this is coming off as more of a burn than I meant, but I was going to say Star Wars doesn't really often present as gray a narrative line that, that makes it easy for me to say, what if the Decepticons were like, you know, something else? It's kind of like, it very naturally falls together in my head as like Autobots are rebel alliance things and Decepticons are imperial empire evil things, uh, which then means the Decepticons are also going to often just be gray um which is a shame that's very movie-esque like i almost wonder if the movie transformer characters would fit this a little better uh, with color identity otherwise you're having to figure out how to reveal a lot of weird colors on on most of the septicons like they'll have to turn inside out <laughs> uh but yeah um you got any other ideas for for star wars stuff or you, you're you just seem like really like no i want weird robot version star wars characters
0: <laughs> well i just i think it would work better just yeah. maybe don't try to make it look too much like the character like is that i think that was part of the problem was they were trying to make it look too much like obi kenobi or luke skywalker and then it ended up coming out weird because now it's like weird robot face luke skywalker uh, i th- I think that there's a way to do it mm. and then more importantly is just make better quality transforming figures uh, because uh, it, the, it definitely felt like the b team worked on that
1: well it was i think the micro machines people like the Galoob team that had been uh-huh. subsumed um it was because i know like, Galoob, i believe was the the six inch titaniums but i feel like they they got out that Galoob was also working on the star wars transformers i can't quite recall yeah, well, uh,
0: it's, it, it's like what you're gonna get if takara isn't involved sort speaking of speaking
1: of which the reviews on the the takara tomy darth vader star wars transformer that came out recently are really solid so far like from what i've seen it sounds like it's it's a very good toy uh right. it's expensive there you go. But it's very because good. the
0: japanese were involved they know what yes. they're doing. <laughs> uh
1: and it's it, it's making me actually like, A, I wanna maybe try to track one down in convention season, but I'm I'm now actually a little excited about the Han Solo Chewbacca combiner that they're putting out next. Cause I always like that concept, and if if they can do it but engineered much better, um that's exciting to me.
0: No, no. I wish it was young Han Solo, he's the coolest.
1: I feel really not guilty uh that's that's how i felt about rogue one but i i i actually have found that despite the new trailer looking better because i saw it before i saw infinity war i i don't know if i'm gonna do solo in theaters or not like it's just not Whoa. really attracting me at all i kind of want to see it but
0: but the the box office it has to win like
1: i don't i don't want to pay 15 20 bucks to watch it because well, i
0: to a matinee isn't it cheaper or is canadian theaters just here is it toronto is toronto the problem
1: they they all want you to sit in the VIP, uh, and I, I prefer VIP because the seats are comfortable and don't hurt my butt. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, if it, if it shows up at like you know the, the, the theater down in Roncesvalles for like under ten bucks, I'll probably check it. out, But I I'll probably end up getting seeing it anyway because I think it's coming out when I when my mom is visiting and she and my brother will probably want to go see it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like I I don't know, I just. I was feeling all that excited about it. Like, Danny were, Glover looks good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if it, if this was, I th- and I think I've said this several times already, if this was young Lando, the movie, I would yeah. be way more excited. <clears throat> um,
1: I, I also, though, I I didn't know this until I saw the trailer before Infinity War, but as soon as they also went, like, and check it out, Lando's got a kooky, quirky robot friend. Uh, uh-huh. I was like, oh, man, I'm not into this, because the last time you did this, you also, like, friggin murdered them before they got to be fun Uh, yeah and
0: instead of a crazy robot why isn't that like a pre-earmuff lobot or something
1: what if that's the what oh what if that's the reveal at the end
0: he meets lobot
1: no, either well, he meets he meets Lobot, or this robot gets destroyed because that's what Star Wars always does to its fun robots. Uh-huh. And then, like at the very end, they're like, "I'm gonna rebuild your your memory chips into hey, what's this?" And like you find like like a half built Lobot with like you know his brain missing or whatever. And like well, when,
0: like this is Lobot's a dude.
1: Yeah, it's, it's and then it's robot he gets parts. hurt
0: and he gets robot parts after he gets hurt
1: robot parts what if uh what if okay there's some other story it's like hey it's my friend bill lobot uh, and he's like yeah it's a weird name i have and then he gets hurt at the end and then lando's like hey wait this is parts of my other former best friend who also died and i'll put them into your brain to okay, turn you into you a super go. cyborg person
0: now uh, now you're making sense yeah. but yeah in that new trailer that was before the infinity wars um like the last shot is the train thing and Chewbacca's hanging off the side, and Han's like, Chewie, hang on, and then, like, there's a big rock sticking out, and then mm-hmm. it cuts away, and I just lean over to my girlfriend, and I go, man, that's crazy that they're gonna kill off Chewbacca in this movie.
1: So when I saw that shot... So bold. I actually was sitting there going, like, you know, they, they just took a moment in this trailer for Chewbacca to go, like, also, I'm 1,500 years old, or whatever. Uh And then I was like, what if this movie what if they kill off Chewbacca in this movie and then like his kid is the one that was with Han Solo for the rest of the actual movies yeah
0: well I was joking afterwards that maybe like this Chewbacca dies and it just turns out that Chewbacca is a super common name amongst Wookies. yeah it's like the Wookiee <laughs> version of Mike <laughs> And then he meets another Chewbacca at the end. That's a totally different <laughs> and guy. He just, and he just
1: embraces him, and actual Chewbacca's like, "What are you doing, buddy? Who are you?" <laughs> um. Anyway, You're that's me. <laughs> that's our solo pooping session. I'm uh, not. I'm not. I kind of want to it. Guess... see it.
0: I just because everyone's just so like, oh my god, it's stupid. Makes me kind of want to see it more, just to be contradictory contrarian
1: (laughs) if being contrarian didn't cost like 15 to 20 bucks i might like get a get a a mischievous streak and and feel that way too uh also i always feel weird about like a huge a massive movie that is probably going to do well and then going like i'm gonna go see it to show them and it's like i don't i probably don't need to general general public's already all up in this uh the last time i tried to help a movie by doing that it was the expendables uh and that wasn't necessary it turns out i was like all like no one's gonna see the expendables they all think the concept's stupid but i think it's cool and i went to see the expendables and i was like i know that that scott pilgrim movie out this weekend is probably gonna do fine so i'm gonna throw my support in with expendables and it turns out scott pilgrim just got like a bomb like not a you know smacked around but it did not do very well that weekend compared to expendables and i i put my support in the wrong place um, for my intention (sighs) I also really like The Expendables. kind of liked it more than Scott Pilgrim, to be honest. But that's just me. Um... Seth, uh, we got one more question here from oh, Striker055. Uh, he says, I just completed my Repro Labels conversion sets for Combiner Wars Pyrocons, uh, which is Reprolabels Labels conversion sets to turn some, uh, at the time at least, shelf warming figures into Flame, Smolder, Exhaust, Skyjack, and the Fallen. And you can combine them together. It's a, it's a really cool set, um, especially if, like Striker055, you add some Shapeways heads from Steam Shield and some minor painting. Uh, so he says, I'm super into the idea of this combiner team. My question is this In the spirit, of the Pyrocons, what group of otherwise unrelated Transformers would you assemble for into uh, a combiner team? Uh, what would their theme be? What would the combiner be? What's the background in fiction? Um, and, like, I'm really into the idea of unrelated characters having to combine, which is part of why I really like Elita Infinite and whatever combiner Starscream is, uh, where it feels like they're just subsuming people into their limbs. Um, but yeah, like just, just to get this kickstarted, Seth, what if we have a combiner team, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, oh man, I was like, I'm all clever, but this actually just sounds like pandering, but this is serious. But what <laughs> if uh, two members of it are uh, Huffer and Gears?
0: Well, I was going to say, what if it was a combiner team made up of all the mini-bots? Because they wanted to be big. This is the the story. They wanted to be big, but then once they're small so small uh they're still like oh barely the height of optimus prime when they combine
1: who would be the torso then i think that's the the big question anyone can be a limb but like like what money what mini bot would be like center on me
0: uh i think it's one of those deals where it's like it's it's more than a five team it's like Mm. all the mini bots it's like that that original crew and then the repaint crew
1: oh yeah it's like what eight twelve of them
0: yeah so it's it's gonna be at least two if not three of them making up the torso
1: oh it'd be kind of a little vehicle voltron ish yeah uh that'd be cool i like that idea actually
0: yeah like uh braun and outback could be like the the shoes yeah (laughs) like vehicle once you brought up vehicle voltron i always like the car shoes
1: this is my buff (laughs) shoe and this is my australian shoe yeah uh Oh, I really like that concept because, like, we uh, <laughs> toy Toy World kind of touched on it when they did the Throttlebot combiner, uh, which is a really cool set. Um, oh, and a full mini bot combiner would be so neat. That's like, there's no market for it anymore in the current like what will actually sell as far as third party toys, and that's bugging yeah. me out now. Because there's so many shapes. Like, you have you have all these, like, cars and trucks, but then, like, to mix it up, you also have Sea Spray, Power Glide, and Cosmos. Uh, and, and it just makes it so much more interesting. Like, Cosmos, what if, like, Cosmos, like, split up and, like, you know, his, the, the center dome, like, clicked on as a backpack, and then, like, the outer rings kind of r- folded over, like, cross suspenders, but, like, space suspenders that are all, like, you know, disc-like.
0: Yeah, and you could be, like, so with the ones that are repaints of each other like out back and Huffer, mm-hmm. like you have all those on opposite sides yeah so like the original guys are the left side the the repaint crew or this is the right side so it's like asymmetrical but also symmetrical
1: yeah it's like symmetrical silhouette asymmetrical color scheme yeah uh i'm oh i'm so into that idea
0: and then the oddball guys can make up like more torso we parts or the head
1: i'm almost figuring like they could be the like basically like power glide sea spray cosmos could form the torso uh because yeah. also they they i think have just the most interesting shapes to play with whereas all the rest of them seem well served to just turn into you know like an articulate stick for for a limb um
0: can someone that's my out dj there... name
1: articulate stick yeah <laughs> i like it that's pretty good that fits <laughs> on a t-shirt yep I'd, I'd get an articulate stick scrunchy, uh beanie um okay anyone out there who can draw stuff can you try concepting this idea of all the mini bots smacking together i mean i can't pay you so you know just on your own time i guess i want to see what it looks like at least a couple people's ideas it's such a neat I'm, idea
0: i'm kind of like i'm kind of imagining um cosmos having the the combined head hidden in his saucer mode <laughs> And just wearing being, his
1: saucer mode as a hat
0: <laughs> well like it could kind of like come parts can flip down and turn to where it's almost like a hood yeah oh with a face
1: I, I'm thinking like kind of Dan Kuga style like he kind of if you if you fold him you know his outer edges like 180 degrees and kind of on an angle then yeah it just sort of turns into a hooded head
0: yeah some sort of so something like that
1: yeah oh, that'd be so cool I'm so, I'm excited about this idea now even though this is as far as it's going. Uh it's a good one. Yeah, someone someone please draw that. That I, I all my only payment would be uh exuberance, but I don't know. I'm pretty good at being exuberant um there's also by the way the end of the question uh sky striker055 says thank you for taking the time to dwell on my queries and a massive thank you for over 500 episodes of high quality transformers talk i've been listening since early high school and now i'm graduating from college uh the podcast has been an invaluable source of entertainment G-person. and comfort over the years and the fact that you guys are still going strong after 500 plus episodes is honestly pretty inspiring as long as new episodes pop up in my podcast feed i'll be listening thanks uh parker striker055 thank I you for you listening i hope
0: you got a useful degree
1: i mean aren't, i thought that we crossed some rubicon at some point where it's like now they're all kind of the same and it's more did you pick something that was interesting to go through or maybe even you learned some trade skills I guess it depends yeah, well that's on what my. i mean yeah. yeah oh man pieces of paper as long as you have one you have one that's my opinion
0: no i don't have one
1: and if you don't I have just one it's straight fine. to work yeah if you don't have one you don't have one whatever <laughs> uh every now and then i always go like man did i did i miss all because people always talk about their their college life experience and often a lot of people had a very different one than me and i'm like did i miss out on something by not having a more textbook one and then i'm like whatever i'm also happy with the knowledge i have um and also it's wild that you were in early high school and now graduated from college and you're still listening uh hope this hope this helped you through exams and exams and keggers K- keggers uh maybe even the first time you had a drink uh <laughs> other alcohol related things don't know why we're an alcohol related podcast but uh... I it just seems natural fit that was actually wasn't that part when, of the early...
0: when when you had to do battle with the the evil dean
1: yeah when when you when you were like <laughs> It it is my freedom to have this hot plate in my res because I have to cook for myself. Uh, that's the thing I saw on a cartoon once, so I'm pretty sure that's what it's like in college. Oh, I I saw
0: Animal House. So that's...
1: I don't remember any of Animal House because I think I saw it when I was in high school and it didn't connect with me really. And it was on TV. It... Best
0: part of Animal House is like all the high school or all the college student characters are like in their 30s when they made that movie
1: i think that's part of what confused me when i saw it on tv when i was a teenager (laughs) like a bunch of old dudes i I didn't get that they were supposed to be college age and so i was uh, a very key part of the narrative was lost on me
0: (laughs) who are these assholes messing up this school (laughs) those rotc boys seem like they might have a point
1: (laughs) uh this is gonna say that the alcohol <laughs> thing oddly reminds me like one of the original one of the original bullet points about this very podcast a year before it ever came out was the idea of like we're gonna replicate all those good times we all have drinking and talking at botcon uh so we we kind of do have this weird alcoholic base in our sediment uh yeah. in our roots on this podcast um which is relevant to the next set of listener questions which come from enigma 2k2 seth would you like to read these ones Oh, sure.
0: Let me uh, adjust my mic stand so I can see past it.
1: All right. I have
0: done that before. Why is it that third-party companies seem to be incapable Whoa. of doing G1 cliff Jumper justice? <laughs> just how hard can it off? be? What?
1: <laughs> I almost accidentally knocked my own headphones off.
0: <laughs> Look, just how hard can it be? He's Bumblebee with sharper edges. A spoiler
1: and an oversized rear tires. It ain't that hard. So here's my understanding. It ain't is, that hard? <laughs> a whole lot of third parties don't want to make Bumblebee with sharper edges a spoiler and oversized rear tires. They want to make the like make, make him turn into an actual car, which seems to have been the big delaying point on the, I believe, three separate cliff jumper projects that are in the works. Um, or they
0: just want to put red plastic in the machine instead yeah. of the yellow plastic and call yeah. it a day.
1: Like ex- they're one lazy one company basically like replicated MP Bumblebee's engineering and shelled him to to look like a little Porsche or whatever it is Cliff jumper turns into. And it, you know, it, it, I think it was Ace Collectibles. Um it had some build quality issues according to the the feedback I heard when I did a, a preview of their Sea Spray that still hasn't come out. Um, but uh, X-Transbots has a cliff jumper in the works, um, and there, uh who is it? Ocular Max has a cliff jumper in the works that I've poked at. It seems pretty cool. So it's coming. It's coming, Enigma 2K2. This is the year for it. Um, Seth, I think that there is, uh, it says two questions, and there are two more questions.
0: <laughs> That's right. There are two more questions out, too. Uh, did you just give up on, or did you, did... <laughs> did there you no just give yeah. up trying to get tony bacala to guest on the podcast try calling him a wuss
1: tony you're a wuss be really weird if he walked in from the back of the room i keep hearing you shout into, and he's like what
0: <laughs> um i don't i don't think we ever tried to get tony on
1: no, I, I I've told him that like he's welcome to, uh, but he like he he has a very happy relationship with the podcast of hosting it uh, and basically not being bothered about it um, because we're we're such good friendly podcasters we never cause issue like that.
0: Yeah, and I just don't think he's interested because even when he was part of the prototype episodes, he wasn't a participant he was well, just like the off mic producer
1: he situation. was off mic but there there were points where he did want to chime in and it was mostly as i think we shared before he was using headphones uh, earbuds as a microphone yeah. and basically screaming into them so you could very distantly hear the, the screaming yeah, he could voice barely
0: hear him. and then <laughs> usually his directions were just uh move on to the next topic we have to wrap this up before prison break is on <laughs>
1: Oh, I forgot about the prison break part. <laughs> also, for reference, this was back in, like, 2007. Uh, when and, prison
0: break was on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also when, like, not literally it seems everyone on the internet ha- is, like, hooked up with a USB microphone and or webcam with a fancy mic built into it. Uh, it's slightly before that era, so that's why you would be in a situation where you don't have a microphone handy and thus are going, like, well, better scream into these into these earbuds. Uh, he was also bummed out that... Huh. I was going to say, the the headphones and microphones have the same guts, and that's how that all worked.
0: Yeah. No, he was also bummed out that it wasn't going to be a video podcast, because that's where everything was going, and video podcasts were the thing.
1: Oh, yeah. There was that tech one I was keeping up with that, um... Oh, Veronica, what's-her-name was on. Uh, I forgot what it was called now. That's going to bug me.
0: Veronica Belmont?
1: Yeah. She was on a video. Yeah, I tech forget podcast. what it was called too.
0: But yeah, I watched that. I watched oh. uh um Dignation. Uh I watched Lynchland, and they all stopped being a thing because everyone just that wanted to do video just went to like YouTube or mm. Twitch. Um video podcast didn't keep happening.
1: Yeah. And, it's a cool idea, you know, though.
0: Yeah, but then your down your downloads were massive in comparison.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, to this, audio. This, the, the, the thing about it that at the time I thought was neat was I had an iPod Classic in 07, and like I was in Japan getting these new quote-unquote episodes of like a web tech TV that I could watch on the train. And there was something about that I really liked. Um, it's, it's a thing that's still, I wish the YouTube app would do at least in a way that I can find and make good use of, which is like, I want to watch this video and I'm about to go underground. Can I download a copy of this video for like an hour? Uh, it was techzilla I'm... techzilla. There we go. They always had the, whatever company they were with the, the end card after the credits was that skateboard f- kick flip.
0: Um,
1: oh man, you know what I mean? Right?
0: Yeah yeah the the voice went oh
1: my god yeah yes
0: uh revision three
1: revision three there we go oh okay i'm not bothered anymore (laughs) i filled in all my gaps yes um i also i have not tried calling tony bakla a wuss uh because i don't think he's a wuss and i think that would be mean that'd be mean seth go ahead
0: oh with the uh third of two questions
1: or calling tony a wuss whatever it is you want. oh i did
0: Oh, oh I did, okay. the, after I read the question.
1: Oh, there's one other thing I'll throw in. Is I had a really fun quick <laughs> conversation with Tony about uh photography, um because that's what he's doing a lot of the time right now. And and after we were done talking, I was like, "Man, you know, that would have been a conversation we could have recorded and put on here to finally say he was on the podcast." Mm. Um but I, Maybe I next only, time. Yeah, I only want to have that conversation in person because sure, we can wave our hands around and stuff. It's fun.
0: Hey, why doesn't MP Thundercracker have a Buster accessory?
1: Oh, question question three of two. Uh, that is because Buster and Thundercracker wasn't a thing uh, until the last about three or four years, if I recall correctly. And that Thundercracker Masterpiece toy came out... Um, well like four times but basically they 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 were never going to add anything idw to it uh, in any of those releases because either it predated buster the dog or it was like the umpteenth time they're like what if we re-release mp11 as one of the other ones again um for context in idw comics thundercracker uh after being off the grid continuity-wise, John Barber took him and and put a really fun spin on him. And among parts of the fun spin is uh, he has a dog called Buster. Uh, IDW Thundercracker is a highlight. Go find there's – an, there's an annual um, from during the Revolution event. I think it's the 2016 or 17 annual. Uh which features a lot. Of, oh, actually, there was also a recent annual that again features Thundercracker, and he's 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 kind of had like spotlights in a in, in like two annuals now, I guess. And he's uh, he's great. Um, he he spent years off off continuity, and it turns out he spent that whole time watching TV and being like, I'm done. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be in a war. I'm just gonna sit in my cave and watch like eight channels of TV at the same time. And uh, after doing that, like any normal human does, he's like, you know, I could write this. So he's an aspiring uh, movie writer who whose scripts are fantastic. Uh, I really like that, that new annual where he's he gets tasked with writing the Starscream Biopic. Uh and it's it's a good annual. Everyone should read that. Uh so Seth, that's why he doesn't have a Buster accessory. Alright. Uh that, that, that does it for those that set of listener questions. But that's okay, because Seth, we have some more listener questions. Uh, I'm armed and ready with listener questions. This one's from Triceradon, who uh, calls us esteemed podcasters. So Thank you, Um With the Bayverse coming to an ignoble end, I was wondering what its ultimate creative legacy would be, since there's clearly not much in the plot or character development. Uh, do you think there <laughs> were any... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Any ideas, concepts, designs that the Bay movies introduced that you'd like to see adopted into the hypothetical rebooted movie verse and in future media? Personally, I'm fond of the idea of Optimus Prime transforming into a conventional long nose truck that the movies mainstreamed, however sacrilegious it may be. I always preferred it to the classic cab-over design. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, as, as kind of implied there, like, the movie certainly has had stuff that, you know, is in... In the the out of movie media, like Long Nose Optimus, like the All Spark. Um, but uh, Seth, what's what's something you'd like to see from the movies that actually get carried over? Hmm.
0: Uh, that they're talkies.
1: uh so it's not like a silent film
0: presented in co- Technicolor.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's a start. That's a start.
0: I, I think they would do well in future movies to try to blaze a new path i think the ultimate legacy of the transformer movies are going to be in the way effects shots are presented in other movies that are trying to be just big flashy spectacle special effects nonsense films hmm. um I, i'm i'm I know, like I'm blanking on examples, but I know I've seen and heard like very similar visual and and sound effects.
1: The uh, alien gun sound effects that yeah. Transformers was doing feel like that they are now just the default alien gun kind of weird, like pulsy round noises kind of sound effects. Um, which actually really bugs me sometimes, where I'm like, just give the aliens like a friggin' chain gun and make it go butta butta butta
0: yeah or like in the first movie like the way the all spark like went into the little squares and like that sort of kind of movement Mm. um i i want to say i've seen replicated in other in other films Uh,
1: when i watched uh, a a clip uh, of the megazord in the power rangers film um they didn't actually show the full transformation which really bummed me out but like when it's rising up and you can see parts of it kind of moving there was a very Transformers-esque like shutter move shutter stop like uh motion style to the bits that were moving around
0: yeah, So like it, it like it's even infected like other things in a way um like just yesterday in the D&D campaign I'm I'm playing right now the DM is describing like we're trying to keep these bad guys from getting this thing that's locked in this big stone cube and the way he's describing it opening is is like all these little cubes coming off the main cube and like like opening and i go oh like the all spark from the first transformer movie and he goes no but well yeah just like (laughs) (laughs) that I don't think he realized that's what he was doing until I mentioned it. And then and was then like, you're like, oh. also,
1: you called it the salt park. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really. Uh, I, I was my answer was just going to be like, there's some character designs I think should be into Transformers proper outside of the movies. Like Barricade is the one I'm still waiting to see happen outside of the movies. Blackout happened in animated, but Blackout and Barricade are kind of like the two that I want to see, like continue on and appear elsewhere. Um, I think that they're two really strong concepts and designs, so that's that's really the the big one for me. This is all stuff like you're good.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing them adapted to like a different style.
1: Yeah, in future media, you know.
0: Yeah, like the way. Law. Uh, um... <sighs> Damn it! What's the name of the bounty hunter? Green? Oh, uh, hunter lockdown. Guy from lockdown. lockdown! Lockdown. Yeah. I kept wanting to say lockout, and I knew that wasn't it. Like lockout has had a couple different style changes.
1: Yeah. um he Even en- ended up being put into the movies.
0: Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. But, <laughs> um. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing some characters kind of get re reiterated on and. And Mm. revitalize that way because that's something they do in Transformers with all the characters, really. Yeah, but uh, but the like the general style of the Bay movies, I would very much like to see, uh, not carry over as much as possible.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about like because I've said so much about IDW ideas, concepts, and designs that I feel must be carried over into the next iteration of their continuity. Um, but with the, with the, Bay, with, with, with the, the Bay directed Transformers films, like, yeah, I don't really have anything that I would feel is missing if it was gone. If anything, yeah, a lot of them would be welcome omissions. Um, you know, like I, I hope that in future Transformers films, if they happen, the U.S. military uh, and all the world's military, but you know, because the U.S. one is the one that kept appearing, I hope it is, it is an ineffectual and and vastly nullified force as it should have been in the first one. I was having this conversation the other day that, like the '07 Transformers movie, I watched the blackout intro scene a bunch of times recently because of the new toy. And I was like, this is such a good scene, and like the '07 movie, I think part of why I don't like it very much uh in my my overall rankings is because like it it within the space of that first movie they're like, oh hey, we found the magic ammunition type that the whole US military has that can kill Decepticons. Uh and it takes it takes away it lets all the humans catch up in a way that I don't like. Because it's not them using alien tech, which I'm I'm more okay with. It's the part where they're just like, oh it turns out we just have to use these rounds we already have. Yeah. And then we're good to go. And it's like, screw y'all. Yeah.
0: If these movies were invading robots from space and the army has to overcome them, um, like War of the Worlds, I mean Independence Day, I mean War of the Worlds, Um, that would be a different situation. But once half of the alien robots are also the heroes then shouldn't they be the ones mm-hmm. saving the day
1: <laughs> it shouldn't be human ammunition that saves the day you know that kills yeah. blackout etc and like it bugged me back then and I got over it and then like I un got over it this last couple of weeks <laughs> like re-watching those bits and going like everyone puts this movie on a pedestal when it committed the first and perhaps greatest narrative sin of the entire continuity <sighs> I refuse <laughs>
0: Optimus Prime at the end should have been like, you know, we're this ancient, unbelievably advanced, sentient, mechanical race. And we never developed this sort of ammunition. What What, what was it
1: like? They're just high ammunition. It's like. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, Never thought of it. Oh, you think we've been fighting this war for millions of years and we never came up with a weapon. As a fact of,
1: what are we th- doing? It's between that and the rail gun in Revenge of the Fallen, Killing Devastator, where it's oh, like... the magic boat gun. Yeah, the magic boat gun. I'm that like, we
0: never see again.
1: I'm like, never never again let the human military be capable of taking down Transformers like that. Because it, it shifts the whole narrative. It, it, uh, it pollutes the entire continuity with this notion that the military matters when it shouldn't against the Transformers. Not without interlinking with Transformers technology at least uh and especially not in the very first story uh it's, it's it, it bugged me so much what re that bit and I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the big fight at the end and I'm like I don't really care about half of this because most of it is just the, the humans blowing up Transformers and it's very unexciting to me uh and it was back then too uh just you know it was newer back then so it was a little bit more understated but uh that's, I, I, yeah, that's about it, I think, for answering that part of the question, um, you know, even I don't even want to see them, like, get the direct backing of like a General Motors or, you know, where all the cars have to basically be like from one manufacturer and then they have to jump through hoops to get anyone else involved. I'm like, I'm like, just just don't 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 play ball with any of them. Just take a bunch of cars and mark them up and make them all custom cars, <laughs> you know, do, do like Hasbro do when they can't get a license
0: yeah well i mean then it was like this unproven quantity
1: true true
0: and gm was like the only one that was really willing to take a risk on him and i it almost feels like now it's kind of come back around to that to where it's like well these movies are critical flops and their, the money they've been making has been on a steady decline, and now you're gonna change, change the formula. Now you're unproven again, so they're probably just gonna have to take whatever they could get.
1: And then it turns out they, that everyone transforms into a Tesla. <sighs> Spoilers ever. for 2021. Uh, hey, anyway, we got. Seth, we got one more. Or, or they oh. turned
0: down the Tesla offer, and then Elon Musk is just like, well, forget it, man. Transformers are real now. I just built them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to demystify just this concept.
0: Sorry, I unleashed Megatron on the world, but that's what happens. <laughs>
1: bummer is you know he's gonna right like i don't
0: know why i started with megatron but you know that's what happened
1: <laughs> it's it's gonna play out just like friggin just like the fake uh, the stanley tucci you know in the in in transformers 4 it's gonna be like i'm gonna make my own transformer and i'm also gonna make all the wrong decisions while i do so yeah. choking and drowning on the syrup of my hubris as i <laughs> as i roll through this project um seth we had, we got one more listener question here okay uh this comes from that guy yeah it's tricky That's uh a tricky one. hola van- Vangelis y todos alguna uh ¿ves has coleccionado? i'm gonna read this una linea de how do you do j's in spanish is that a J or is it a ja
0: i think it's a huh like like juan
1: Huguetes guetes con um, una ficción uh, establecida por razones... is it I'm going German with this now in the zeds uh <laughs> completamente completamente independientes de la ficción uh and then he talks about spiderman um I'll spare you the rest of that butchering of another language I just like trying to I like trying to uh verbalize my way through languages I don't understand that well um And this was never my second language. So uh, pat me on the back, everybody, for my great reading. Um, I also have loaded the question into Google Translate, uh, which says, have you ever collected a toy line with a fiction established, uh, but you've collected the toy line for reasons independent of that fiction? Uh, For me, it's Marvel Spider-Man. I like comics, but for some reason, in my mind, my Spider-Man collection represents a never-made Sentai or Power Rangers show where Spider-Man and his allies fight against the dreaded symbiotes. Um, and I I I think that's happened to me like oddly enough like more so in Transformers than anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I was like
1: (laughs) gonna say that. Like I like I collected the Age of Extinction multicolored Dinobots entirely because they felt like a Sentai team, and I think they look really good as this like multicolored Sentai team who turn into dinosaur robots and knights. Um, but Seth, like, what about you? Like, what's a what's a weird like? This has nothing to do with the fiction thing that you've collected.
0: Um boy i'm just kind of looking around at stuff i have in this room to see if anything really jumps out um i mean there's been stuff i've gotten uh with very little if any um interaction with the fiction but it wasn't necessarily like a whole big collection it'd be Mm -hmm. like an individual figure like there's been a handful of like figure arts I got just because I thought they looked really cool. Or this is just a guy in a suit that comes with a bowl of ramen and chopsticks. Yeah. I have no idea what this is from, but I I will get it. Because they, he's a dude in a they suit. They join <laughs>
1: they join the greater uh twitter.com slash Seth Buzzard photo fiction canon.
0: Yeah. I have a pre-order of another version of that guy. By the way, oh geez, I've since found out like what the deal was with that. Like, like I don't remember the names, but yeah. <laughs> um, so it's from a manga of a uh, of like a a salary man who uh, travels around and and eats food in the different cities he visits
1: that's and not sweet it's too like a
0: fictional it? re- food review okay <laughs> sort of it's not Kantaro, I, is it i i don't remember now okay but there was like a live action version
1: and that sounds like Kantaro,
0: yeah so the figure art of of the uh the live action version of the character i've pre-ordered
1: wait they're doing a figure of hang on hang on a second is it figure arts or is it figma do you remember
0: Oh, now I'm not sure.
1: Contaro Salaryman figure.
0: There are figure arts of those downtown guys coming. and They're super expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: was so into them until I saw the price. And I was like, I don't think I'm into... I mean, these will be around, but I would like to try to find these for less expensive.
0: Are they that expensive from, like, HOJ or something? Because uh, they're like 100 bucks on Big Bad.
1: Hang on. i don't think i think that they're web exclusives they that's why they're hundred bucks oh. on big bed um okay I also looked up Kantaro and that doesn't seem to be the thing I'm thinking of because uh, I can't find any any figure uh listings for them and uh yes the downtown fig arts uh i believe are web exclusives um yeah well they're they're like seventy to a hundred it depends where you get them from they shouldn't be a hundred each that uh, That seems to just be like the the big bad toy store like web exclusive base price um Seth is driving me nuts. I gotta know what that salary man thing is now.
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to get into my thing, yeah, I did something wrong.
1: um, I was also gonna say, as another answer to the question, there was this uh period where like I had this whole idea to get a whole bunch of specific one six scale figures and then like do like a little like youtube sketch show like like a noir mystery thing because uh, I kept getting like 1-6 scale cyborgs and robots. I was going to do like a Blade Runner-ish thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get me like uh Hot Toys Ultron and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of it was was on the back of like being hyped on Avengers movies and wanting to get Hot Toys. And then I canceled all the pre-orders because I, re- I eventually realized like I don't actually like Hot Toys that much. Um, and so that, that killed the whole idea. But I think of my 1-6 scale collection as like a weird little motley crew who all share the same living space. So a bunch of these weird like 3A dudes and then like jack nicholson joker and michael keaton batman and the portal robots uh john wick um one six scale just always feels like it's supposed to be a collection like that in a way
0: i forgot my password enough times to get locked out
1: no (laughs) we'll find out eventually uh, but we should probably keep moving on this one. Uh, by the way, that guy ends his question by saying "Gracias por la podcast, ese hombre." Sounds really cool. Um, Seth, this just brings us into the "What we got this week" segment, in which I ask you, "What'd you get this week?"
0: On topic, nada.
1: Ah. That's okay. Uh, I, I talked about a whole bunch of on-topic stuff I got last time. I'm trying to remember if there was something I didn't bring up in order to bring it up here. Uh, and I think that actually there was because it showed up later. But um, you know those those new Diaclone toys they're doing? Yeah. Like the, the Diaclone reboot and they got those little like powered suits and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's some uh, like I, I decided to stop on that because they're pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's some really rad looking ones coming.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there, if 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 pricey is the problem, this is this is weird. Mech fans toys is a, is a KO company who have been knocking off a lot of Diaclone reboot stuff, mostly the powered suits, and then like bundling them in with their knockoffs of like Iron Factory toys and stuff. So anyway, they had this powered suit that they'd done up, and it's in Shockwave colors because it's bundled with their knockoff of Iron Factory Shockwave and there's an eBay seller who was selling stuff, you know, parted out. So basically, I got two of them. Um I got the Iron Factory Shockwave knockoff that comes with one and then I got a second one cuz the seller had like a second powered suit loose. So I have like these two little Diaclone suits in Shockwave colors with like chromed painted gold visors on their on their little like cockpit windows. And it's like Shockwave's two little assistants. Um and I just wanted to share that. The MecFan's toys Diaclone uh, powered suits it feels like they, they got the CAD file and now they just they they make them in all like not enough colors to be honest. They keep replicating Tomy's Diaclone colors and I'm like, why? Well, like you can do so many more interesting colors, uh, and I do not believe there is a big enough market of people who specifically want the official colors because it's just like red and blue. Um, but yeah, Seth, there's also that friggin' video that just showed up of like the Waruders they're doing in all those like little worm pods and you can like combine infinite numbers of them together. Uh I'm freaking hyped for those. Huh. Um But yeah, that's also my on topic what I got this week. The Shockwave knockoff is fine. It's it the, the the front of the gun barrel doesn't doesn't fold together as well as the Iron Factory one and he's slightly bigger and he's more cartoon colors, but then they didn't paint his eyeball yellow. Why wouldn't you? Um So that brings us to the off-topic segment, I guess. Seth, I come back to you.
0: Yeah. Well, if you check the chat thing i i found the figure and i sent you a link
1: oh here we go all right let's see kodoku no gourmet i have no idea who this is it is not kantaro i for a second when you said they were doing a figure of the live action version i was like if they're doing live action kantaro figure arts and it's the thing i just watched on netflix i'm gonna do a backflip but it's not him (laughs) i don't know who this is uh it's by max factory okay so it's figma um Cool. We have solved the mystery. Thank you, Seth. That was the Solitary
0: Gourmet, I guess, is the translated t- title.
1: Yeah. I, I I, have watched two shows of of a similar theme on Netflix, and now this is a third one. Uh, it's a genre.
0: I guess so. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just the Japanese dude in a suit, and he's got some food props. Mm-hmm in a briefcase that seems all right
1: it's not bad it's not bad
0: i like his chewing face
1: (laughs) pretty good i didn't see the chewing face oh that's pretty good (laughs) that looks like sour lemon face too yeah
0: it's versatile (laughs) uh off topic get um got a couple couple things Mm Hmm. um Toy wise, though, to be more specific, I don't know why my photos are so messed up. Yeah, look at for reference. Um, yeah, I'll skip all that junk. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like I got like some dice and stuff, and that's not really interesting to talk about. Hmm. Um, oh well, I'll tell the. Did, did I tell the idiotic uh, Amazon delivery dice? story or did yes that... that was last time okay that
1: was with the okay, yeah that. you having to make like multiple calls and going like i don't even really want the dice i just want you to deal with this friggin yeah. transaction <laughs> that i made
0: yeah. it eventually got settled yeah um okay so i got um avengers infinity war marvel legends wave one set of seven the figure thanos
1: i uh i got very tempted by those and having seen the film i'm like i think i want proxima midnight but i'm going to be good without the rest of the line because i'm going to do the figure arts on those but uh, they, they okay. look pretty good yeah because if you if
0: you're just really after the thanos good news you could skip iron man because mm-hmm. he does not come with any parts uh bad news is then it's three movie figures and three comic book figures unless you like both then good news mm-hmm. uh Two of the comic book figures are characters that I like in Taskmaster and Songbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't need comic book characters right now.
1: It's uh, it's kind of killing me that Wave Two, like it doesn't just have comic characters. It has friggin' comic Malekith, who looks ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he's like bright it's, red. I think jumpsuit. There's only two
0: comic, huh?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's just Malekith and Black Knight, I think, in Wave Two yeah but comic malekith is like i don't want it and no one will ever buy it off me if i ever get (laughs) it. and like i don't want to deal with this i just want the build a figure mostly
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah the the captain america like the the beard is painted in too heavy Mm. and it kind of makes it look not like chris evans and they do a whole little skit about it on Red Letter Media because it looks a lot like uh, Jay from Red Letter Media, mm-hmm. and and the skit is that Rich Evans is playing a lawyer and they're going to try to sue Disney over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, I mean the Songbird figure is pretty good. Like I I like that character. The Taskmaster is pretty good. Uh, then you get King Cobra who's like such a whatever character who even cares
1: at least he looks interesting like yeah he's a cobra guy he can't go yeah. wrong
0: um but they don't call him cobra on the package mm-hmm. they use the character's name which is a uh, callous <laughs> <laughs> are were they afraid to use or was it something like they were gonna have to call him Marvel's Cobra or something? Because you can't copyright the word Cobra. I think King I Cobra
1: know. might actually be a He-Man thing, possibly. Now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Um, the Spider-Man's pretty good. There's not really much in the way of accessories for him. Mm-hmm. I think you get no. There's nothing. He just comes with a leg. Um, so you don't even get like the 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 suit effects or anything yeah it's kind of a letdown that way i wouldn't be surprised if there was like a more elaborate infinity war spider-man that will come out somewhere else
1: like a two-pack version it seems like the place for that kind of thing
0: yeah with some more parts um but then captain america comes with two sets of hands like gloves and no gloves and that seems unnecessary that's very the extra hands just don't seem
1: no, no spoilers Needed. but you know we all remember the iconic scene when he's not got his gloves on <laughs> yeah from from the film
0: yeah but of the individual figures proxima midnight is kind of a big standout she's very tall
1: i saw her in person at an eb like in march and it's just because she was full price i was like i don't want to do full price but like that looks really cool yeah um
0: and i thought she was the most interesting of a uh the four horsemen. I mean, the Thanos, Thanos is,
1: The Thanos force. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Thanos force. <The> Thanos
1: rangers. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, like, like some of them look cool, but then didn't say or do anything cool. And some of them said and did cool things, but looked lame. I thought Proxima Midnight looked cool and said and did cool things. So that so she became my favorite of those four.
1: Yeah, I I, um, I also want to pick her up because, like, I've got this thing. It's like with the Praetorian Guard from The Last Jedi. I'm like, I really like the Thanos Rangers. And, like, you know, I don't think Fig Arts is going to do them. And, and they're all kind of big, so the size difference between Marvel Legends and Fig Arts won't be a problem. Um, but then I'm also like, I feel like it's going to be a shocker if they do more than the two that they're doing.
0: Yeah, hopefully the other two find a way to get out because it would be a bummer if they don't.
1: If they don't, I'm gonna feel better. So it's like if I go for these two and then they don't do the other two, I'm gonna feel ripped off. And if I don't go for these two and then then they're gonna do the other two, and then these two are gonna be hard to find. It's it's Murphy's law. It sucks. Uh, but yeah, I'm still thinking about Proxima and Cull as like like Cull. I might even just do the thing of like I'll buy the build a figure at a convention for like. You know, half the price of the wave or something. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I I'm think there's a lot of good stuff in that next wave, personally. But that's just for my taste, so...
1: yeah, You gotta I, do I, what you gotta do. It's a better-looking next wave, aside from Malekith. It's just Malekith is, like, really friggin'... <laughs> I'm like, why would you do this to me?
0: <laughs> yeah. And the assembled Thanos the face is kind of weird
1: i saw a decent photo
0: kind of weird smile
1: yeah i I saw a decent photo where that face works a lot better if you can get someone else to paint it uh it it like really needs the help but it's also like he so he doesn't come with a neutral face it's just the smile face
0: yeah that's the only head
1: that's that's a bummer (laughs) yeah neutral face is kind of like the default face for movie thanos it's it's sort necessary, I think. Um well, he's tall enough though, right? Like it's it looked like it looked like at least has like huge. a good yeah, it's got a good thickness.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's a big boy. Yeah. But yeah, um yeah, approximate Midnight is 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 a cool one. <laughs> he's uh. an imposing figure. I'm I'm Um,
1: fingers crossed that Amazon.ca is going to do some like random wicked Marvel Legends sales like they did last year. Um, uh and that she will be one of them because then I'm like, all right, sweet. If I can get her for like 20 bucks Canadian, then I'm down. Um, but yeah, looks like a fine wave. Not.
0: I I think that's all I got worth talking about.
1: All right. Um. All I really have uh off the top of my head i got oh, I got a figure I can talk about um but I'll quickly also throw in the magic the gathering update uh i went I went to drafts this weekend it's the first time i did I did drafts and it was really fun uh, I didn't win much, but also I was a little bit cheeky and I, I also drafted just a whole bunch of cards I wanted. And so I got I got me stacks of rares. And also I had, my second draft uh, day was today on Sunday and uh my first booster of round 2 I pulled a Karn. That's some lingo for all you and for all you planeswalkers out there. Um so you know, uh tap that mana and don't get don't put it in your pool and don't get burned, you know what I'm saying? Um but I also got a figure. I don't have any photos handy, though. I need to go and see if there are any available. Seth, uh, what about you? What's what's, uh, what's a quick update on uh, on your own tabletop gaming ventures? You got any, any sweet miniature action? Uh,
0: I finished painting a Reaper bone figure for my girlfriend's cleric. That came out pretty good. Sweet. Um, I only goofed up the eyes a little bit. Um like like going back to even when i was at my most practiced and best at painting um it's always been a difficulty i've had where i could paint one eye really well and i'm very happy with it mm-hmm. and then the other eye always ends up screwed up like it's in the wrong place or the 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 pupil is cockeyed or something And as long as you don't look at her, and I was able to fix it a little bit, but oh boy, there was a moment where she kind of looked like Sloth from the Goonies. Her eyes were so out of alignment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I used uh, to have that problem a lot when I was, like, back in high school when I would do miniature painting on Games Workshop. Like, human eyes ruined me because I was so snickety about getting it perfect and then i would just layer on paint layer on paint mess it up eventually the eyeball sculpt is gone because it's drowned in paint
0: yeah and like the other people in this game including the dm um either don't paint at all or doing like really kind of basic paint work and you know you, you do what you can do and you do as much as you're interested in like some of these people i'd don't seem to care about painting. Um, they're perfectly happy to have just the little white unpainted reaper figure. Mm. Um, but like I've offered now to, to people who have tried to paint like, Hey, you know, maybe sometime we could find a day if you guys want to come over, we'll, I'll show you some tips. I'll teach you how to dry brush and do a wash and mm. that will improve things by like a hundred times. Um, but like the one of the guys was like how the hell did you do these eyes because every time i've tried to do eyes it's a nightmare and then i tried to describe a couple techniques um so like one one of them like just started painting like he he's only been painting for like a couple of months now yeah at all and uh so i'm like oh yeah like if if you want to do this and you want to get better like i i am not a master painter but i can show you things that will get you get you closer down the road
1: Mm -hmm. because that's about to to lay out just my my head went to the lousiest joke i'm not a master painter but i am a master Mm -mm. how funny am i whoa whoa um (laughs) <laughs> you glad. want a little bill
0: and ted there for a second.
1: Yeah, just, i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad if i ended up being a little bill and ted it's a good thing to be hey,
0: the third bill and ted movies on track
1: i'm so hyped oh my god <laughs> i'm so excited especially when i read they're going through with the story outline that like i was really hoping they would be able to go through with of like what if bill and Ted got old and sad because they still haven't figured out how to make the friggin song that saves the entire yeah. human society and i'm like that's yeah. great i love that idea
0: <laughs> yeah like like when like the story kind of broke last week or something it's like hey we're this is happening now or it's we're closer to it happening now like i was saying to the girlfriend i'm like usually I would be very nervous about something like this. Like, it's been so long, and it was such a goofy thing. It's like, oh, this is just, like, some cash-in thing. Like, a studio is like, well, what's a property we could re- revitalize? But they've been trying to make this movie for a really long time.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's, it's, it's almost like not the same but like the the storyline of the making of this so far reminds me a little bit of mad max fury road where it's like everyone involved is into this they just got to figure out like how to line all the resources up
0: yeah and it's all the original people like it's not just the actors it's the writer it's the director it's it's so once it's all the original people doing it because they want to do it and it's not like a situation of like alex winter is down on his luck and it's like yeah oh let's do this and get a couple bucks in alex's pocket like the reason you don't see alex winter in things anymore is because he chose to go behind the camera and he's had you know he's had a good career doing stuff behind the camera and he's happy with it like he's not a failed actor he just decided to go a different direction so the fact that it's not like this desperate cash grab or something um makes me feel more positive about the whole thing because it's like okay they're they're doing this because they want to do it
1: yeah and also i you know i i I like it when uh modern keanu reeves like just gets on a project like even if i don't end up liking the project i'm like Usually I find his motivations are pretty good, especially when it comes to people he's worked with in the past. Um, and so, you know, seeing seeing the photo shoots they did, I was like, this is this just, it has a good vibe. Um, so I'm, I'm hyped for it. Seth, I also, I put a link in the chat. I found a couple of photos of the figure I got. It's uh, yeah. another another Mechazone piece uh, by David White. So it's uh, one of his personally designed, personally CAD modeled, personally 3D printed uh, figures. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and so this is a, a new PredaNot he's doing because he, uh, over the last couple years he kind of refined the mechaNot body to be like on par with like a Marvel Legends toy and kind of beyond as far as posability. And so he's now done it with the PredaNot, which is like the more feral animalistic design. So he he took the original PredaNot Fang, he kind of reworked it a bit into this thing called Anubis. Um, so it benefits from a lot of the enhanced posability that was on the the mechaNot Explorer. Um, it also can transform into like a sort of beast mode, uh, mostly just by going down on all fours. But like there's a few there's like an extra hinge in the knee that reshapes the, the leg a little bit. And there's a certain like f- uh, there's a freedom on the, the wrist ball joint so that he can properly like seat down on his on his robot mode hands. Um, he's also got like a posable tail that can uh, and, it, and it works really well. The tail segments can tab into each other to turn the tail into a sword. Uh, and it's a very solid sword. Um, for the robot mode. So I've been messing with the figure since Friday. Um, getting a video together uh, as soon as I can, um, because it's going up for pre-order uh, in May, I believe. Um, and it's a uh, it's a cool figure. Uh, I I really like I really like that David has like r- sort of embraced this whole thing of on on the six inch figures he's doing of like you know can I stuff all this extra posability in there. Um. And so, like the the Predator on Anibus has like two ball joints in the torso. So there's like a ball joint on the waist and a ball joint in the mid torso. Uh, and then like a lot of the the limb pose abilities done with like interlinked hinges that all use I think they mostly use five millimeter uh, peg connections. Um, so it's it's a really cool figure. Um, I'm still kind of getting the, the the hang of it, but it's you know it's it's a lot of the stuff I liked in the Explorer, but like on this completely different chassis. Like it, it's got like you know. The ability for digitigrade kind of wolf legs in its robot mode if you want. Or you can straighten them out. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Um, Seth, I sent you uh, a photo he took of the box that he's doing for it. Uh, it's just, he's doing uh-huh. kind, of, kind of like a, a box that will be inside the shipping box. That is, It's done in the theme of like an old garage kit box. Um, Figures yeah. going to just be like bubble wrapped inside as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's my off-topic thing. Seth, what do you, what do you think of Anubis?
0: uh it's cool i i seem to remember when like this stuff was starting uh thinking that that predanot body was more interesting than than the other more humanoid body mm. um so yeah i mean it, it's a i mean it's just impressive what this guy's doing like on his own <laughs> um
1: i agree i got, along with I got, everything else I got a little bit of bias now that I like met him last TFCon and I really like what he does and I dropped something and he's a really cool dude Gee, so like you know my my opinion's coming from where it is but I he, he does stuff that just really connects with me on a lot of levels. Um also, you see on the the box picture how the Prenadon's got like those two kind of up uh kind of upward arcing blades on his chest? Yeah. Uh those are each on ball socket joints so you can wiggle them around. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun got wiggling blade nipple things
0: oh this reminded me of something else i did get um i got something produced by shapeways for the first time ever
1: hey that was also good Um, cover for me to pick up that thing i dropped
0: so i got it through um the hero forge site Mm -hmm. so it's if you're not familiar uh hero forge is a website where there's tons of options it's kind of kind of feels like a make your own character for a video game kind of way it's laid out um and you could design your own uh twenty eight to thirty millimeter scale um miniature for tabletop gaming oh cool so my uh i i decided to make a miniature for my character in this d and d campaign who is a a lizard folk barbarian and they don't really have a good D style lizard folk head option um they have like a more dragonborn style head option but if but i found if you click the uh the little ear fins off then you get more of a, a lizardy folk profile uh you just there's really no good way to to replicate the head frill uh thin kind of shape thing but uh do you yeah, uh, whatever do, do you, do you at all want
1: to try getting like some two-part epoxy and, and attempting like a toothpick sculpt
0: i thought of that and then decided not to mm. um because i have done a, a little like green stuff uh modding in the past but i i just don't feel like it yeah like i i've found an option to put like a row of spines on the head and that's close enough uh so that came just the other day and i i got the uh the high quality plastic option which is more pricey um but has a higher level of detail Mm -hmm. and one thing i wasn't expecting was how much it smelled (laughs) coming out of the coming out of the box wrapped in a, a little envelope of bubble wrap boy that smelled a lot and it had a really tacky sticky feeling Hmm. so i let it so my first thought was oh no is that what this stuff is it's like some weird sticky plastic and then i'm like well i've never heard anyone complain about getting stuff from shapeways and it being sticky no um then i tried like searching online huh
1: I was trying to put that together in my head of, like, your whole experience with the smell and the stickiness, and I'm like, none of this seems familiar.
0: Yeah, and then, like, uh, so I started looking online, like, looking for videos of um, people who got Hero Forge minis and talking about painting them, and no one's mentioning anything like that, and it's the same material. It's, It's the black plastic instead of the white plastic. And then I started thinking of, like, getting 3A figures and how they had a lot of smell when you first opened them and and painted cloth parts would still be kind of moist feeling but then after a couple of days the they off-gas and and dry out and then it's fine. So um I let it sit out overnight. The next day I washed it as you should do before you paint a miniature. Um then let that sit out for a day, and then by the time I got around to start painting it today, it was fine. So uh, I'm wondering if it's like, if it just once, st- like, the machine finished its job, they pulled it out, gave it a look over, went, yeah, it's fine, wrapped it up in plastic, and it never got a chance to, like, off-gas and settle yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, that,
1: that sounds like... Th- like... that. It, it, it sounds a little unless they're using a different process or something. That that sounds like it might have just been a messed up print.
0: Well, I mean it by after washing it and giving it a couple of days, it was fine.
1: Okay, yeah, if it's fine, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's, but just
0: out of the plastic, there it had a smell to it, and uh, like it wasn't stinking up the house or anything. Like you had to put it up to your nose to like smell it, but it had a distinctive smell. Mm. And a weird sticky tacky feeling. Um like tacky is probably a better better term than sticky. Yeah. Um
1: stills, it's weird.
0: Yeah. And then it has a little bit of that 3D printed texture, but being as small as it is and not having hardly any large flat space on it um like there's a shoulder pad that's that's kind of got some flat space to it where you catch it in the light just right and you could see the striations and then a little bit on the sword but for the most part like it's sculpted with enough texture on it that it that you don't really see it and Mm -hmm. you really got to be looking for it on the places where it is visible because everything's so small um so I think it came out well. Um, uh, I, like, just started painting it. I just have, like, base colors down. So uh, all right. um, looking forward to getting it finished before our next game.
1: I am going to be trying to get into finally painting some more of my War Machine uh, miniatures in the, in the coming month when hopefully the I can go outside and spray stuff without it getting all, like, weird and cold and dry. Uh, I'm going to try a trick that... Uh, twitter.com slash random factor told me about uh which is like because i have i have a bunch of different colored i have black primer and gray primer mm-hmm. and for army painting there's this whole thing of like if you do the angles right you prime everything black and then you do this like thing with the gray primer where you shoot it down in kind of light falling angles so it just catches the upper surfaces and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like doing a, a priming with shading so you can at least like see the detail a little bit better because on some of these cricks models i'm like I've sprayed them black and I'm like, I can't tell where half the stuff on them is. Yeah. And like, I'm not one of the, I can't make use of photos because I'm like, I, there's a disconnect for me. Even if I see all the details in a finished painted photo, I'm like, I, I can't connect them together um, with what's in my hand. And like, it, it just starts making me feel like I'm missing stuff. So I want to, I want to, originally I, I did this on a couple of them. This also worked, but this, I, using just the spray, it seems like it might be a, a more gradiented look that might help, help my, my i guess like eye to brain connection more but I, I sprayed like one of them in black and just dry brushed it heavily in two two levels of gray just to kind of see everything uh-huh um so i, I gotta do that with with the rest of these Crix models just so i can like you know get the hang of what's there um and also i, just, I think it's a cool idea too to like highlight with an aerosol
0: yeah no it's it's a pretty good idea because like with that miniature i painted for my girlfriend it's uh being a reaper um they advise not uh using spray primer at all um just wash it off and paint directly on the plastic Mm. um but some some painting videos i've watched they've suggested uh putting a thin layer of acrylic as sort of a primer and don't water it down because the plastic that a lot of the reaper figures are in kind of repels water mm. and I've had that problem putting first layers down on some of these things unprimed where you could see it like pooling and like shrinking up um so just using an unthinned paint and just brushing it on thin um there's less water involved and then that paint bonds with the plastic super well then you could use your thin down paints, but you still want to spread it out kind of thin. So you don't just blob over all the details, hmm. but yeah. Painting that uh, miniature from my girlfriend, it, it was a similar thing of like, I'm not sure where some of these details are. And then just having a, a f- finding a good painted uh, picture uh, and having it on my phone to reference as I was until I'd like established the, the basic colors yeah and then then go from there uh helped um now what i thought you're gonna start saying was um i've seen some people use a technique of um uh, mostly doing it with airbrush painting but also showing how you could do it with with a brush of uh using lighter colors in the higher parts of the miniature like physically like from the head to the shoulders are lighter colors and then you sort of use darker colors as you work your way down to simulate light from above
1: oh that's a cool idea that's that's probably yeah. more beyond like
0: yeah it's it's a from. level past what where i'm at
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, for me it's mostly just like i just want to at least get a good base coat down that hits everything um and yeah i'm just I from I know from my experience with just looking at a couple of the warcaster models and from back when I was painting like Chaos Space Marines like little finicky details and and things hanging off of stuff it's just I miss a lot of it. Um but yeah. Other than that, um I'm I'm now kind of over the hump with Magic the Gathering Dominaria cuz all the release events are done, so I'm just starting to settle down and like look through my cards you <laughs> see what I have I'm going to make a cu- I'm going to probably make a couple decks out of what I got um, and play with some friends mm. uh, I've been finding like the casual approach to Magic the Gathering at least around here with the people I know and have met it's like it's actually kind of working Um, like you know not not bothering with high level standard or anything like there's still plenty to do uh, and I am going to look into because I know someone will say it because I hear it all the time I'm going to look into Commander uh, I've kind of settled on like, once I can, uh, you know, pause from buying cards for a bit, I'm going to try to pick up from last year, the, the dragon commander deck and the vampire commander deck that came out. I forgot what they're specifically called. Um, cause I found out my mom found my old magic cards out West and mm-hmm. we flipped through some of them over FaceTime and immediately found, I actually have three of the original dual lands, uh, which are great for commander and also are worth like, uh, over a hundred bucks a piece right now. Cause they're so popular for commander and wow. legacy and stuff so i'm like well i got three of them that already gives me a good baseline to upgrade like one of those commander decks how many
0: black lotuses did you have none I, I never i never
1: had a black lotus that <laughs> was that's outside my time the black lotuses and the moxes I, I never had those uh even back when i was playing they were expensive and i got on like i was there for revised through like fourth edition and back then they were already very expensive um I did have a giant black lotus that was packed in with an issue of Inquest magazine but I don't know what happened to it. Uh, Inquest was Wizards uh gaming magazine that was out for a bit. Mm. Um it was it was not as good as Toy Fair in my opinion. Uh but few things are. So Seth, uh I think that takes us to the end of this podcast. All right uh fyi for folks who don't keep up with all the announcements there is like our convention pre-registration is happening nowadays uh TFCon toronto has pre-reg up tf expo has pre-reg up if you're in the toronto area there's also like you know myriad other conventions you can check at um but you know we're hitting that part of the season when people start coming up with their travel packages to go to these things so if you're coming out to TFCon, i hope i see you there uh and if you're not that's cool that's fine i know you hate me that's okay uh, Seth, thank you for joining me.
0: Oh, thank you for
1: having me. Uh, and uh I guess that that we'll just say we'll we'll talk to y'all later on. Um, on WTF TFW, stay tuned. Um, we're we're through a lot of the toys, but you know, we still got a few things to look forward to. And the less news we have, the more listener questions we can get through. Uh, because I still have plenty from April. Uh, we got hit with a with a. A little flood of them. There's some good stuff in there. So uh, we're going to get some more of that next week, barring anything crazy. Um, So until then, stay tuned and stay safe. Have a good day.
0: it means, but you got some badass perpetrators they are here to stay.